Webb, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lynn Webb. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. How you doing? How you doing? Yes, yes. Welcome to the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, Every Black Film Ever Made. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And my name is Vincent Williams. And that is DJ Scheme Richards. <laughs> and we are here at World Cafe Live celebrating our 200th episode. 200 episodes. Wow. Crazy. That is insane. That is insane. It's uh, crazy. This thing is hot. <laughs> well, it's an afro. <laughs> yes. Whew, I don't know how y'all did it. Um, uh, yeah, so we are celebrating our 200th episode of reviewing black films, and today we thought it was a very, you know, a very special occasion. So we are reviewing one of the I guess, what do you say? Like, this is one of like the... It's seminal, it's classic, it's yeah, iconic. It's definitely in the pantheon of it's black in movies. the pantheon of black, the canon, if you will. Yes. 1971 Shaft. Yes. With yes. Richard Roundtree. Yes. Oh, he was the best. <laughs> yes. We're talking about Shaft. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. He's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. But I'm just talking about Shaft. <laughs> We practiced that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so uh, we figured that this may be, even though this is our 200th time doing it, yes. this may be some people's first time experiencing the Michaud mission. So just to give you uh, an idea of what we do, Vince and I get together every week, and we sit down and we review a different black film every solitary week. It's true, we do. On a mission to try and review every... African American feature film that has ever been made, and that means sometimes we dip all the way back to the '30s to yeah. uh, to our, our namesake, our show's namesake, Oscar Micheaux's uh, "Within Our Gates." Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or we'll do something as um, as current as Queen and Slim. Yes, we did Queen yeah. and Slim. Yes. So. So, and we have a lot of fun uh, doing it. Um, and Vince, if you want to tell the audience exactly. Why do we take on this mission? Why do we think that is important for people to uh, recognize these films? Well, I, I think you and I both thought that, that obviously there are a lot of film podcasts. And, and A, there's not a lot of conversation about black films. Very true. And more importantly, B, there aren't a lot of black voices commenting on those films. So we saw a space. Yeah. We saw a space. But I'll be very personal about it. Okay. One of the reasons, there was a movie, how many people remember the movie Lottery Ticket? With, uh, <laughs> I think, with Bow Wow. Yeah, Bow Lottery Wow. Lottery Ticket with Bow Wow. With Bow Wow. Now, now was he little? Was he little? No, no, he was not little. He, was ne- he, wasn't, he, he wasn't little Bow Wow. He, he was Bow Wow at this point. He was, I think he was, yes, he was just Mr. Wow. Right. And... I saw the trailer for that movie one day. Right, right. 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 A momentous day. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because it was literally out for just one day. Yeah, yeah. But I saw the trailer for that movie, and I realized after watching the trailer, I knew the entire movie. I right. knew exactly what was happening, and I was like, you know what? I don't think I need to see this movie. Okay. And I didn't see the movie at all, right? Okay. 
until years later, one day just sitting around as I want to do, and um, I think uh, TV One is on, and and Lottery Ticket came on. Okay. So I watched it, which is saying something, because I generally do not watch movies with commercials. It's true. But I I sat and watched it because I was folding clothes, and I said, all right, this is is what I can do. I'll fold the clothes while I'm watching Lottery Ticket. This is riveting. (laughs) And it actually... Okay, I was right. I did know the story, but it wasn't that bad. Of I didn't a movie. know where you were going with this. Like lottery ticket was some hidden gem. Well, it wasn't a hidden gem, but it, it's that it wasn't that bad of a movie. There okay. were some things that were worth you sure, know, sure. you know, talking about in that film. Sure. So I realized that I was prejudging, and I do that a lot. I admittedly with a lot of black films that don't have maybe what. I consider a professional sheen. Right. So I was like, well, who the hell am I to, to like knock, you know, knock these movies? So I said, you know what? I'm going to start watching movies. Right. And the only way I could do that is I had to make it an exercise that I had to watch the movies. That's so right. I started a show and I said, well, if I do it on my own, I'll never do it. So I wrote this guy in. Right, right, right. And right. Vince said, okay, as long as we can do 70s movies, yes. he was in. And, and here we are. And here we are. And yet you're the one dressed appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> Irony. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to just be me. <laughs> but there we are. There right, we are. Right, right, right. All right, so anyway. So that's why we do we do the show, and we have covered like a, a I mean we've done everything like um, we've had we've had some very very pointed disagreement on the shows over the years. Yes, yes. Um, one thing that we dis- we were almost torn asunder by the Last Dragon. Yes, by the Last Dragon. By the Last. Dragon. Are, are there fans of the Last Dragon here? Yes, we call them people. Not so much. That's my kind of guy right oh, there. Oh, my goodness gracious. The last, dra- the last dragon, look, it's, it's, it's warned me over. I, it's I've, won you over. I've won over to that it, it's cult status. Now you have the glow. The, no, I don't have the glow. I have, I have, I have sweat, but I don't have the, <laughs> I don't have the glow. Um, but it, it, it's won me over. Yeah, I recognize it as a cult classic, and people love it, and God right, bless them. Right, right, you know? right, right. Um, one thing that the other movie that is really a big dividing uh, place between us, okay, is Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving Miss Daisy. Because I like Driving Miss Daisy, and I hate Driving Miss Daisy. Oh my! Well, God. that's oh. a good. Uh, that's, we had that's, a, we had that. A, that is that was part of the conversation. Somebody asked what constitutes a black movie, right? Which and that and, and thank you, thank you for that segue. I was about to say it's it's programming. She's programming one on one because one of the it, because the truth of the matter is is that over the course of two hundred episodes, our idea of what is a black film yeah has changed absolutely because uh, what did you once think was a black film and now where are you I I, th- I think when we started. I was more at the almost the the auteur definition, like it, it had to have a black director. Oh yeah, yeah, you were that guy. Yeah, and it's it like, had to have like black craft services, right, right, right. Black, black director, and it's black. And then we it's just sort of moved 
since then mm-hmm. to to certainly a film that if a uh, if the if the main character is black and if you change that character would that change the movie right and also we've discussed even if it doesn't necessarily change that movie is the main character black and they're the driving force of the film right because that's where i landed because to me if you went through the filmography especially of someone like will smith right it's the you, will smith argument like you know not all of his movies are necessarily because he's a black guy some of them certainly are right, but you could switch out tom cruise yeah in a lot of them yeah really yes exactly yeah. I mean, exactly i'm tom sure cruise. they all look at the same scripts that's true yeah but they signed up Will Smith, so damn it, that makes it a black film as far I mean, as I'm it, concerned. I mean, it changes it, though. Like, it does. Like, like, I think it changes it. I think the image of Will Smith in something like Independence Day or, 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 or you know, I Am Legend, mm-hmm. it's a different sort of dynamic. That's very than true. Than if it's a white guy. That's very true. That's so. true. Um, but but we were we were talking about driving Miss Daisy and why you hate driving Miss oh Daisy. Oh my goodness, do we have to relitigate driving Miss Daisy? Well, yes. because because yes, I'm, I'm yes, trying to yes. find converts yes. over yes. over to my yes. I my sister, ladies and gentlemen, I believe is in the audience, and I think I think she is a fan of driving Miss Daisy. Why are you trying to set me up in some type of hey Adrian with your sister? <laughs> are you a fan of driving Miss Daisy? See, God bless her. That's, and, what, that's what I'm talking about. And it's a fine just me, just film. I'm the only one going to clap for my sister. It's a fine film that I'm glad you... Why are you going to set me up against your sister? Because. That's terrible. Because you brought your brother. But I didn't put you against him and say, hey, Damon Lynn likes this person. You Don't didn't, you hate that person? You didn't have to. He darn near put me on a headlock when he, when he, <laughs> when he walked in. It was love, though. That, oh, that's it what it was? Love. It was love. He's like, you, you're going to stop coming at Harry Belafonte neck. That's what he <laughs> gripped me up like yes. that. It was not funny. All right, so we've done 200 films, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and, yes, we have. Gentlemen, and uh, invariably, you know, people want to know, like, you know, did we do Love and Basketball? Did which we, we do, have. Which we have. Have we done Love Jones? Which we have. Yes. Uh, have we done The Color Purple? Which we have. I can answer all these questions because I was there. <laughs> yes, you were. Name one that we didn't do. Hmm. Uh, Lethal Weapon 2. We did not. Unless you did it without me. No, I would never okay. do Well, I wouldn't say I would never do it. You would never. There was one. There was right, one. Right, right, did, right, right, no. right, right, no. right. But Lethal Weapon 2. You know what? Okay. Okay. I know, this is off the programming. I, well, we usually run such a tight ship. Right. <laughs> this is the show, ladies and gentlemen. Right, right. Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon 2. You love the Lethal magic Weapon. is back. Yes. That's the tagline. Yes. Is it a black film? No. No? No. No? What about The Last Boy Scout? Oh. Damian Wayans. See, Bruce that, Willis. See, that's an idiot. Yeah. That's an interesting question with The Last Boy mm-hmm, Scout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need to watch it again because mm-hmm. I do think Damon mm-hmm. Wayans' character is fully racialized. I think his race is part of, of his character in the plot. Mm-hmm. And if it was played by Jim Carrey, you know, I'm just trying to think of, of, of a white equivalent. I don't think it would be the same movie. No, it wouldn't. Not so if it was Jim Carrey. Well, no. you know what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> okay. like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. 
My right. answer is I don't know. How's that for an answer? Not a good one, but fine. Well, hey, we'll, yeah. we'll ride with that. Right, right, right. But so we've got 200, you know, we're going to do every film. We're going to do all of them. So now that we've reached 200, this pinnacle, yes. are there any films that you're looking forward to reviewing? I am, I am really looking forward to Killer of Sheep. Oh, okay, yeah. I've never seen Killer of Sheep. Right, but that's one of the films that, that people ask us about. That's true. That we haven't done. That's true. We haven't done something like Barbershop. No, we haven't done Barbershop. Which, which seems like a pretty target. But somebody said, like, what? Ex- ex- exactly, exactly. Like, There's been a lot of black films, ladies and gentlemen. And it, and it really is a lot of pressure once you start getting up in the numbers, because people start asking, oh, well, did you do such and such? And if you say no, it's like, oh. Yeah, they oh. start judging you. Right, right. There's a lot of judgment. Yeah. It's like, oh, you call yourself a serious film podcast, and oh, you have, like Killer of Sheep. Oh, you haven't done Killer of Sheep? And it's like... No, we haven't. Sorry. No, because there's tons of films from the 50s and the 60s right. that we have to right. do. We have to visit the whole filmography of Dorothy Dandridge and Eartha Kitt. Now, we're doing this as the 200th episode, so I guess I can't talk about looking forward to doing something that we're going to do before the 200th episode. What? Like, I was going to say I'm looking forward to doing She's Gotta Have It. Oh, but like it's the 200th episode and we will have done it. Oh, yes, because we're doing that. For like right now, y'all are kind of seeing the sausage getting made. Like right now, y'all are living in the future. You're in the future. When we actually put 200 in the slot. Right. Because we're actually up to 194. 194. Yeah, we just reviewed Django Unchained. Right. Yes, Django. See, it was a good movie. So. So I thought it was a good movie. But what are you looking forward to? I am actually looking forward to, I'm glad you said Barbershop, because I am definitely lo- uh, looking forward to Barbershop. I'm looking forward to going through the rest of the um, Friday filmography. It is so funny that you said that. All right, y'all. Nobody, we're going to, y'all, y'all turn your heads real quick. I was thinking we should do a sequel month. A sequel month? Like just a month of sequels. Okay. Of, of movies that we've done. And, and, then do the, we, and do the, the and then we go back and do. So the that means that we have to do next Friday. We would do like we do like next Friday. Yes. We could do House Party Two. Do we have to? Yeah, we do. Do we really have to do House Party Two? We kind of do. I don't really think. Well, we could do. We could do Shaft's Big Score, which not to talk out of school. I'm a fan of Shaft's Big Score. Okay. All right. So like a like we could maybe sequel. Like well, are there sequel. other black sequels. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot. Of them. What I mean, what there wasn't, I don't remember. There wasn't, um, Hell Up in Harlem, Hell Up in Harlem. Oh, that's true. The sequel to Black Caesars, Hell Up in Harlem. Well, that's only colon, he gets better, (laughs) right? Um, was was there a uh, Meteor Man too? No, there, well, well, (laughs) we haven't really done Meteor Man at all, but not quite, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Okay. So, well, there's tons of movies that we can tons do. Tons of movies. We're going to do them all. That's We're the job. We're going to do every all. single one of them. But every tonight, one of them. we are reviewing Shaft, starring Richard Roundtree from 1971, directed by Gordon Parks. Gordon Parks. Yes. Gordon Parks, bad man. Gordon Parks. Hey, all you jive hustlers, you stone foxes, you mean dudes, watch out, because... <laughs> was that from Shaft? Was that actually a trailer from Shaft? I did not know Adolf Caesar did Shaft. 
Adolph Caesar did, did the trailer for Shaq. He did all the black uh, trailers in the right. in the seventies. So man. y'all know Soldier Story, right? Everybody. So all right. So Adolph Caesar, who plays Sergeant Waters, his huge thing is he did all the trailers in the seventies. Yes. He that's his voice that, in all that's the his trailers. voice in all of the trailers. Is Shaft. You've seen coffee, but have you seen Friday Foster? <laughs> it's like, ooh. Isaac Hayes is Truck Turner. Charlie. He made a hit out of Hammer. Now, Fred Williamson is back as Black Caesar. Black Caesar. There you go. There you go. Adolf Caesar. The blood of his enemies. Hail Caesar, Godfather of Harlem. It's a jungle. It takes a jungle bunny to run it. Black Caesar. Get down. Yeah. yeah. Performed by James, James Brown. Brown. We just reviewed Black Caesar. I'm just amazed that Scheme has all this stuff just sitting there. Black Caesar. Oh, I know what DJ to get, dog. I know. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. Without parents. This Caesar comes to bury you. Oh, all right. Ski Richards, ladies Ski and gentlemen. Richards. International DJ, Supreme. Not a fan of Paris. He's not a fan of Paris? Not a fan of Paris. Okay, all right. All right. Well, that's fine. But Shaft. But Shaft by Gordon Parks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is a, a uh, 1971 film. Some would say it was at the, the birth of the black exploitation movie, which tells the story of a private detective, yes. John Shaft, who was hired by a black mob boss played by the best name in the world, Moses Gunn. Moses Gunn as Bumpy Jonas. Let me, let me, quick aside. When okay. I, when I was growing up, like, okay. my mother, God, God rest her soul, love my mother. Yes. She didn't give any of her children middle names. We don't have middle names. Interesting. Right? So when I would be in school, especially when you're going to Catholic school, you know, all the, you know, the, the kids are talking about their names, you know, like David Robert Strickland and Richard Benjamin Hagen and all this other stuff, right? Right. And I was like, I don't have a middle name. But if I had a middle name, I always wanted it to be Moses. Moses. Lynn Moses Webb. Yes. See? See, somebody's like, that shit do sound good, though. So here's the funny thing. My father didn't have a middle name. He didn't. He did not. He converted to Catholicism. It's, you said you were in a Catholic school. And he chose, you know, when you, when you get um, baptized. Baptized, yeah. You get, you get your... Uh, not ba- baptized. Not baptized. You, your, your first communion. Yeah, yeah. You get your you, first you, piece you of can, bread. Right. You can choose a name. Right. And he right. chose a middle name. What middle and name? that middle name... Was Moses. Was Vincent. Was Vincent. Vincent. So your father's name was... Algy Vincent Williams, Jr. Algy Vincent Williams, Jr. Yes, and you are Algie Vincent Williams the third. Oh, isn't that nice? But like, since it was if it was him and me, it was like, well, that's Junior. Well, that's Algie, and that's Vincent. And if my grandfather was around, it was well, that's Algie, that's Junior, and that's Vincent. Okay. So you can pick your own middle name if you want. But you might have to convert to Catholicism. But thank you. I don't know how that works. Well, I, I don't know how any of this works. <laughs> 
I'm just I'm just sharing information. Okay. All right. We can get back on the shaft now. I mean, you start talking about middle names. I'm trying to help you. This is the shaft. I got a middle name. I'm trying to help you. Excuse me with your middle name. With my middle name. <laughs> shaft. I don't want to talk about shaft. You want? <laughs> <laughs> so shaft. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince, what say you of shaft? What say me of shaft? You know, like it's shaft is almost impossible to talk about objectively because it's such a part of 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 just sort of the tapestry of black culture mm-hmm. like even if you've never seen shaft you've seen shaft that's true you know right and I think what, what I took from it today and, and what I really enjoy about Shaft, like two words kind of come to mind with me. There, there's, there's, it, it's, it's this really clean sheen to it. When Shaft comes on, it is, it, it is, it, it is three factors. You, you know, Shaft comes out of the subway, that amazing theme song hits. Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes' theme song. And for five solid minutes, it's Richard Roundtree walking through Manhattan. Yes. Yes. And it's it's in the morning, so you have this morning light behind them. And there's maybe a line of dialogue because the plot starts during the opening where he finds out that that two men are looking for him. You know, come mm-hmm. to find out they're the henchmen of this Harlem this Harlem mobster, Bumpy Jonas. But it's so pure. Yeah. Because yeah. Richard Roundtree is this amazingly attractive man. You know, just this, this, this sort of picture of black manhood with, with the mustache and the afro and, and the long brown, much like your afro. That's right, that's an afro. And he's got the long leather trench. Mm-hmm. And so much of it is just him walking through New York. Yeah, yeah. Gordon Parks, even by 71, is already a well-renowned photographer. Right. And he has a photographer's eye. Yes. Like, he catches the light behind Richard Roundtree. And the combination of Richard Roundtree, Gordon Parks' framing of Richard Roundtree. Mm-hmm. And the theme song itself, yeah, is is just perfect. Like it's just like this, just this perfect opening, which then lays the foundation for this movie, which is pretty straightforward. You know? Yeah, but just um, staying on Gordon Parks for for a minute, and I could be wrong because we, you know, we haven't seen every black film. No, but I almost all. feel like, you know, not only is that so iconic because you know it's. It's Shaft and it's Richard Roundtree and he and he's so statuesque and, and you know um, and such a good looking man and, and he's walking through you know uh, New York in 1971 which is totally unlike New York today oh, so yeah. it's a time capsule but you almost feel like this is the first time that you have a director that is really paying attention to how a black man is supposed to look exactly. on Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, as, as much as we have seen by now, you know, Harry Belafonte, Sidney Poitier, and, and, and all these many black faces on film, this is the first time that somebody, like, just the richness it, of... It, because you got to remember, exactly. when he's walking through New York, you said the sun is behind him. 
And he's not a light-skinned man, so it's you could lose him in some of the right. some of those scenes. Right. But the fact that he pops the way that he does is, is because of Gordon Parks. It is the richness of the brown. Because again, he's wearing this brown leather yeah. uh, trench. Mm-hmm. He has on almost, it's like a taupe colored turtleneck. Turtleneck, yeah. So yeah. you get all of these grades of brown. And mm-hmm. you're right, they're so rich and they're so lush. And again, with the music and Richard Roundtree himself. And, and the movie hasn't even started. No, really, no. When the movie starts, it's a very straightforward plot. This mobster's daughter has been kidnapped. He comes down. He needs John Shaft, who is a private detective, to rescue his daughter. Right. And that's the plot. That's it. That's the plot. And I have to say, it comes in at an hour and 40 minutes. It's a lean film. Yeah, because a lot of that is just... Him walking. A lot of it is him walking, but it's also, well, <laughs> but a lot of it is also him navigating this world. Walking. Well, <laughs> he, he does. He does. Well, he's an investigator. I mean, don't you kind of wonder when he gets up off the, out of the subway at the beginning of the film and then he walks for five minutes, why didn't he just get off at another why stop? Why did he get off at another stop? <laughs> well, because he thought people were following him. <laughs> I like how he fits in all of these different worlds. Mm-hmm. Like he's, you know, his office is in Manhattan. Yeah. He lives in the village. He spends time in Harlem. Yep. And you just see him dealing with all of these people. And in, it's it's so funny. Like like I feel like my mom's playing tricks on me. Like I can't act like I can't. <laughs> um. I just love how effortless this character moves through all of these worlds mm-hmm. with all of these people. And like you said, in a lot of ways, this launched the black exploitation period. Right. You can see how this cracked the world wide open. And everyone saw this and said, I want a piece of this. Mm-hmm. I want to do something like this. I want right. to build on this. And, and in varying degrees, people did and did not. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But staying on this film alone, one of the, th- the things that I think makes this film stand out for me is that as he is navigating this world, like you said, um, usually when you look at the black exploitation films that follow in his wake, and you kind of saw it a little bit in um, we, we just talked about Black Caesar with Fred right, Williamson. Right. Fred Williamson is a very imposing figure. He has the presence, right? right? Um, but he he was a former football player, yes. So his acting is like, eh, eh, you know what I mean. So it it you need to have him surrounded by strong actors, right? And I don't think you have that in Black Caesar, right? Juxtaposed to Shaft, where everyone from Moses Gunn and I was looking here to um, Charles Kiofi who plays his, his like his um, uh, lieutenant um, right, right. Vic, 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 Vic kind of like the white cop that's right. kind of like Shaft's right. friend. They have some kind of relationship which right. they never really clarify. Right, but you, yeah. can, but you can see that as much as they ride each other right. um, there is a begrudging mutual respect from sure. with one another. Sure. But Everybody 
in there is a solid actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody is performing to the height of their abilities. And that just only elevates this film, which for me, I like, and I'm, I like Shaft. Of I course. do. And I'm a fan of Richard Roundtree. Of but course. Richard Roundtree is not the most charismatic actor He's in not. the world. He is a presence. You can't help but be um, you know, hypnotized by right. the man. But once he starts emoting, you're like, okay, when will somebody else say a line? But how much does he emote, though? Like, I think Shaft is a pretty he's one-note character. Like, he's the P.I. Okay, yeah, but he's asked to he's asked to say some things. I mean, is he? Like, what's he? Like, yeah. like he's, looking for the, he's looking for the girl. But, but here's the thing, Vince. You're saying he's one-note. I don't think he carries that note that well. I disagree. I think he's perfect. What? Like, I, I think There's a reason why they ADR'd a whole lot of his lines. <laughs> ADR means that they went back in right, and right, redubbed his lines. Right, right. Well, John Shaft doesn't become John Shaft because of how he talks. Like you said well, okay, it. So he's not a talker. Okay. Like this is not somebody with a gift of gab. And he shows. In right. Movie. He's, a, he's a good looking guy. He's a charismatic guy. And again, I think his ability to weave in and out of these different worlds, like that's his strength. Like Shaft never talks himself out of anything. Right. That's true. You know, so you're right, but Shaft don't need to talk. Okay. Well, Shaft needs to do something. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the movie, but... (laughs) It's just that there's a lot of the movies, a lot of walking, there's a lot of talking, there's not a lot of action in this film. It's, it's, it's not. all the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere well, that is what, built by that's the photography. What I was about to say. He does some of his best acting when he is, there's a scene where after he realizes that, all right, I got the job, I got, I'm going to go try and find this, you know, find the, uh, the mobster's daughter. Right. And you see him, he's walking through the city again, and he's talking to everyone's, you know, like he's talking to the hot dog guy, and right, then he runs right. to this guy that's outside of like this, this shop, and he's, right, he's like the newspaper guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's his best acting. But to me, that's what makes the movie. Well, that is the movie. That's my point, though. Like, he, like, yes, the movie is called Shaft, and he is the center figure in the movie. But I think that the, the, the true power of Shaft is this presentation of this New York that we had never seen before. Mm. In a lot of ways, it's a black New York, but in a lot of ways, I thought Shaft represented this cosmopolitan New Yorker that, A, you hadn't seen... Because remember, this is 71, so, like, New York... like People are talking about maybe shutting New York down. That's true. In 71. Yeah, yeah, you are not on Broadway. Right, so, A, you have this cosmopolitan New Yorker going Mm -hmm. through... Again, he's in the village, he's having espresso, his friend is a gay bartender, which, I mean, look, it's 71. This is radical stuff, and it's not played for jokes. Okay, He's got a hippie friend who's maybe a... Antonio Vargas is a junkie, and he's like... He's not a junkie. Oh, Antonio Vargas is very much a junkie. He wasn't a junkie Oh, he was absolutely a junkie. No, he wasn't. Oh, he was absolutely doing... No, he wasn't. doing a junkie lean. He, he on was leaning car. on the car. Yeah, what did you think he was going to do with that twenty dollars? It was twenty dollars to give him the, the, to, to get what? Because it, it was twenty dollars uh, to right, give him a piece right. of information. No, you're going to stop talking out your neck about Antonio Vargas. That's Huggy Bear. 
I'm not talking about Huggy Bear. I'm talking about the junkie in Shaft that he paid to tell him where uh, George was. I didn't think he was a junkie. And he's a black cosmopolitan. Yeah. Which I think is huge. I think it's huge. But like, Gordon, I think we're actually saying the same thing. No, I don't think so. Because Gordon Parks, his, his um, reason for... Uh, putting this together because the bo- the movie Shaft is right, actually based, based on, on a novel. book, mm-hmm. uh, based on a novel by, and I have the writer right here, so uh, Ernest Tidyman. Right, who also co-wrote the script. Yes. For the movie. With John mm-hmm. Black. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in the book, Shaft is white. Yes. And Gordon Parks makes him black for the movies because he wants to create this hero that he feels like has not been represented in movies before. Right, right. And I'm all for that. And Richard Roundtree is well cast in that. But if you know that from the, if you know that piece of backstory, and even if you don't know the backstory, there's some things about this just may be a little bit troubling to me. And I want to say it's with a 2020 lens that is troubling to me, but I can't imagine it wasn't troubling to other people. Which part? There's a part when Shaft, you know, uh, he, he, you think he's home because he's sitting there on a couch reading a newspaper and he's got his shirt off. He's got his clothes off. Right. And, right. and uh, uh, a, a lady comes into the house. Right. Into right. The right, house, right. Played right, by Gwen Mitchell. I think it's the actress's yeah. name. Um, and you find out that she's his girlfriend. Yes. And she runs up and she's like, oh, baby, oh, my, I thought something that happened to you because you heard about this big fight in the office and everything like that. No, nah, baby, I'm all right, baby, come here. And then, you know, they, and, they, and then they, they make sweet love. Did you mention he was naked he, on the sofa? He, yeah, he was all naked right. on the sofa. On the so sofa, he had to, in, you, know, you know, have her join her nakedly. Right, right, so right. So he, right. he takes off does. a cl- Right. Yeah. And, and, and it actually is a very nice love scene because it's not... From from like the male gaze at, at all, right, you know. Right. While they are nude, you don't see anything. Right. You really only see his back and her hands yes, on his it's back. Very, very, and it very, is, it is, very, it's very, very artful, very artfully done, very, very sensual, very sexy, right? And you feel that, right? Then later in the movie, uh, Shaft is on the phone with his girlfriend. Yes, and his girlfriend and having a conversation like, oh, "Baby, you coming home?" No, nah, baby, ain't gonna be able to make it. I take care of this thing. Oh, I love you. Yeah, I know. And then he hangs up the phone. I'm like, ooh, okay. That's, that's kind of left. All right. But all right, we, that's their relationship. That's their relationship. It's a, it's a hand solo Princess Leia deal. Really? Okay. Well, well then. George Lucas actually stole that from Shaft. Okay. Well, then would. Han Solo then later in the movie makes sweet love to another woman. Makes sweet love to not only another woman but a white woman. A white woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's transgressive. I mean, don't act like people didn't look at this and say, oh my God, I can't believe he's sleeping with a white woman. And then we spent five more years with people having heroes in these movies and that was how you showed Right, right. What you can't see me if you're listening to this on the podcast, but I'm making the hey, I'm a black man in 1972, and I'm transgressive. That is not the hey, I'm a black man. In I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it's, that's that's the sign language move for hey, I'm a black <laughs> that's, man. That's sign, sign language. language that's the American 19, sign American language. American sign language. Hey, I'm a black man in 1972. Hi, I'm a black man. man in 19 in 1972. In 1972. And I'm transgressive. <laughs> 
Okay. Like it's it's a very it's a very spe- specific type of sign. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't I don't know. The, the seeing that you ain't like that. I didn't like it. You ain't like but it. One because you know uh, we just came from again all roads lead to Black Caesar. In Black Caesar, yes. His character, uh, Fred Williamson's character, has an opportunity to sleep to sleep with a white woman, and yes. he turns it down. That's a different character. Well, that's not John Shaft. Well, I mean, but but if you're trying to create a hero that we have did, not did, seen, well, did he use the word hero? I think yes. hero is a loaded He's, word. Hero is not a loaded word. It's no, the I word think, he used. Well, well, hero. I wouldn't call him a hero. Well, neither would I. That's my point. But he's still. I mean, you don't have to be the hero. He the protagonist. What? Gordon Park said in a documentary about his work that he had hoped the film Shaft would inspire young Americans by presenting them with a hero, a hero. they hadn't had before. Okay. Shaft was intentionally created to appeal to a black urban audience along with white youth. Well, in 1971, maybe that was heroic. I don't know. I wasn't there. Okay. I'm well, not going to write him off because he cheated on his girlfriend. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I just didn't... That, that bothered you? Was that a deal breaker? It, here's the reason why it bothered me. Because not only did you see their scene together, not mm-hmm. only did you see them on, on the phone together, but that also in the scene with them together when she comes into like uh, home to yeah. see him there, which he obviously has keys to, even I mean, though it technically is not his place. Yeah. You also saw like... Um, there are pictures, pictures of them. Right? Like pictures they're, like they're, around. They're they obviously have a, they're a, a relationship. They're, they're like a couple. And, 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 and if this doesn't make black women sick, I don't know why. Because later, when he gets shot up and they have to drag him, where does he tell them to take them? To his girl's house. To his girl's house. Yes. See? They like, you know what? He right, though. He right, though. He right, I mean, all right. That's kind of foul, Vince. That's hey, of... he's a rogue. He's shaft. Oh, he's just a rogue. What's that? Look, it's 1971. What do you want? That's what I, I are want. Doing. Something better. I want a hero that we haven't you, had. You before. want a hero, so you want something better than Shaft? Yes, that's fair. Maybe Black Caesar. Maybe, maybe Black Caesar is the maybe, hero we need. Maybe Black Caesar was the hero we needed. Yeah, because Black Caesar, he didn't. He he did his things. And everyone knew what was up. And, and Black knew. Caesar, he comes out the building with his girl, with one girl, with, says goodbye to her, Black then Caesar. gets on a boat with another girl. Okay, that was in Three the Hard Way. Like, oh, that was Three the Hard Way. Just, it's the same character. It's the Afro wig. <laughs> it's, 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 it's actually hot. It's heating up your head. <laughs> it's Steve heating up my glasses. Your, your head. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. And then he told Whitley, please... Save, marry me. It's like, As he drove Miss Daisy to the right. Piggly Wiggly. It's like, are you okay over there? The chef said, I got to make water. You don't smell popcorn, <laughs> do you? I think the thing about the direction I thought you were going to go in is that Richard Roundtree was not an actor. He was right. a mo- he, he was, was a, a model. model. He was a model in and, the shows and, in his movie. Right, and Gordon Parks said he had the look. Right. So that I would say even in the construction of the film, 
nobody was planning on building something on top of the acting prowess of Richard Roundtree. Fair enough. Like he looks, we, we were joking about it. We were joking about it back stage where every scene in Shaft, it looks like Richard Roundtree is advertising something. Yes. You know, Shaft for cool cigarettes. <laughs> Shaft, like every, because it's Gordon Park. So every shot is framed. Looks like a billboard. Yes. Looks like a billboard. And he's always, you, you know, like he, right. Like every time Richard Roundtree stops moving, he strikes a pose. Shaft for apple juice. And it's like he's sitting there and it's like, Dad, does his brother ever relax? But I, st- I, I think, I, 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 you know who really makes the film though? Moses Gunn. Oh, Moses Gunn is a beast. Moses Gunn as Bumpy, Bumpy, Jones. Bumpy Jonas. Yes. And you get the sense, and, and I'm going to keep going back to this, the atmosphere, you get the sense this is a whole world. Yeah, this is a whole world, mm-hmm. and and this kidnapped daughter is just the MacGuffin. Yeah, to get him to go from place to place, but but you, you know this bar where he's friends with the man that's across the street from his apartment. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he has this relationship with the the newspaper man and and the shoeshine guy, and it's this whole world that Shaft inhabits. Yeah. That doesn't really touch him. That's true. Like, he just sort of skips through the world. Like, I, I know we've talked about it before. In a lot of ways, Shaft is, is, is like a Philip Marlowe story. Like, it's a detective film. Like, like he's, a, he's a P.I. Yeah. But there's no femme fatale. No, there's You not, know, there's not. no real double cross. I mean, the gangster didn't tell him the truth, but he's a gangster. So that Shaft just kind of glides yeah, through this thing, mm-hmm. which is why I, I guess I didn't I didn't look at it like you did, where you know thinking about him as a character, like he's just sort of this image. Okay, he's, he, so he's basically just part of the, something to get you from right, a he, to right, he, right. He, like I'm Shaft, I'm gonna hold your hand and walk you through this fully realized world. Mm-hmm. So it didn't bother me. One of the things, one of the things that they talked about at the time that this movie came out is that. Shaft at one point, well, Bumpy Jonas in trying to, because the uh, plot, as much as it is straightforward, it is a little convoluted, because Bumpy Jonas tries to get him to go after like these, these, like, these militant guys right. first who we think is like trying to shut him well, down. Well, come to find out, he really wants him to recruit the right. militants, because Bumpy knows that the mafia has the really white mafia. Kid, the white mafia has really kidnapped his daughter because they're in the midst of a, 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 the beginnings of a gang war, basically. Right. And and one of the, the uh, criticisms against this film has been their depiction of the black militants sure. of this time because they basically are seen as just, you know, uh, like Shaft's lackeys. Yeah. You know, and not really about anything. Their mission is not really... Uh, put forth in the film and a lot of the criticism has been that they were used as a way to get people into the theaters sure you know because they're really played up big in the um in the advertising and the promotion of the film but they're not really that much a part of the film at all i mean we've kind of talked about that i think that's a pattern you see throughout the 70s though where where black militants 
black militants are presented in this way that's that's either very superficial, mm-hmm. very sort of dismissive, yeah, or it's just you know kind of caricature. But I think a lot of that has to do with the filmmakers, like Gordon Parks is. You know, I don't know exactly how old Gordon Parks is when he makes this movie, but Gordon Parks is not a twenty-year-old man, right? Like it's Gordon true. Parks is not out there with the Black Panthers or the whoever. So he's looking at it. I mean, frankly, as an old guy. That's true. Like he's looking at it as an old guy, and and again, you. I know you and we've talked about this at least two other times with this depiction of militants at this time. So I think it's a critique, but it's sort of an across-the-board critique. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. So let's spend a little bit of a moment on Isaac Hayes and this yeah. Academy Award-winning yes, sir. Yes, sir. soundtrack. Yes, sir. You know they tried to keep it from him. Really? They tried, they tried to keep him from getting the award because I believe he couldn't read music. That's right. They, That's right. They said music, that. So they so there was there was a faction of the academy that didn't want him to win. They they're going to find anything and everything to try and keep you because down. Because the Oscars ain't been nothing since forever. Amen. Amen. Esteem Richards plays a Oh my god. I just think it's crazy he couldn't read music and he and he wrote that. I know. Well well, you know what? Because You'll find if you really look back, there's a lot of a lot of cats couldn't read music, but they 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 feel it. They play right. by ear. You know what I'm saying? It's, Thank you. It's just God. That's what it is. Right. It's just God. Because I don't think <laughs> yeah. if I remember, um, I don't think Miles Davis could read. No, I think Miles Davis could. I think no, no, yeah, no Miles that, Davis could. All right, all right. There yeah. was someone that couldn't read music. Right, right. But yeah, but Isaac Hayes is just it. It sells the movie. It, it glues the movie together. Yeah. You know, because yeah. even, even when there are moments where there's nothing happening or, like, when the action finally does kick in at the end. Yeah. It's all just revved up because of, of, because of Isaac Hayes just pumping it. But, you know, you're, I kind of like that. Like, there isn't a whole lot of violence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I... Well, I think when we think about black exploitation movies, we think of oh, you know, it's this violent, it's this, that, and the other. But this is not that like it's not a super violent movie. It's not a super violent movie. No, no. there are actually. I mean, you, you joked about them walking around a lot. It's kind of a quiet movie. Yeah, with moments of action. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go back to atmosphere. Like so much of it of like when he goes into his apartment. Did you notice how much time? Gordon Parks spent showing you his apartment. Oh, yeah. The books and the records. The spiral staircase. The sp- right, right. He has that beautiful spiral staircase. and Walk up that staircase. The furniture. And it's like, this is John Shaft's world. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is. It was nice looking. It's a, it was a beautiful apartment. You know what I didn't realize? I didn't know that there was a Shaft TV show. Yeah, yeah, very short-lived. Very short-lived. Very short-lived. Yeah. Like, was it six episodes? I think so. Yeah, I think it was like six episodes. I think so. Like, that, that's, that, that's... It's not that good. Oh, you've seen it? I've seen a couple episodes. It's not that good. Wasn't that good? It's not that good. Okay. All right. But this did also, as you mentioned, spawn two sequels. Shaft. Shaft. Big score. Shaft's big score. And then Shaft in and Africa. And then Shaft in Africa, which is one of the most confusing films I've ever seen 
in my entire life. See, I've never seen Shaft in Africa. So think about everything we just said that like like Shaft and he's this cosmopolitan figure mm-hmm. and and you've got this beautifully drawn and realized New York. Right. Like take all of that. Right. Throw it all in the trash can. <laughs> really? Put Shaft in some type of traditional African garb and give him a bow stick. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. And then he's in Africa having Africa adventures. What? It's not good. No, no, no. Is that from the soundtrack? That's it. I like the music. I, I mean, the music. Who is that, that scheme? Johnny Payne. Johnny Payne. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Yeah. So again, the music is the best thing of the movie. Wait. What is um? What's um? Are you man enough? What's that the theme to? I thought that was Shaft in Africa. That's Shaft in Africa too, right? Are you man? Are you man enough? Yeah. Ooh. Whoa! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Wow. Shaft in Africa soundtrack better than the soundtrack to Shaft. Now that is a conversation that requires many drinks and perhaps some chicken wings. Yes. That is a conversation I want to have. And notice how he, he said that conveniently off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shaft in Africa, which... I, I, I don't know what that was about. Yet there are two other films, Vince, that you are missing in the Shaft filmography. Would you, oh, God. Are you talking about the reimagining? I mean, I guess... It's not a reimagining. I, I was about to say, it's actually in the, in the continuity. I am talking about John Shaft. John Singleton Shaft. From yes. 2000. Yeah. Starring Samuel L. Starring Jackson. Samuel Jackson, yeah. And Shaft. And, and Shaft. From, yes, same title. Yeah, same, same title. <laughs> It's your duty to please that booty, I believe, yes. was the catchphrase. Yes. It's your duty to please that booty. That was, it was the tagline to I, Shaft. I, 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 feel, I feel ashamed that I've seen the first Shaft. I haven't seen Shaft, Vic Score, or Shaft in Africa. <laughs> Yet I've seen, the, I've seen all the Shafts. You know who's good in Shaft? Um... Richard Roundtree? No, 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 no. The remake, the remake John Singleton Shaft. My man. Oh, uh, Buster Rhymes. No, not Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes is in it. My man, Jeffrey and he's Wright. Good. No, Jeffrey Wright. I know. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. Wright. Tiger Woo. Tiger Woo. Well, Jeff- hey, you ever play golf? Tiger Woo. Tiger Woo. Well, Jeffrey Wright is good in everything. I know. Like, name, name a bad Jeffrey I Wright performance. Know, but he is good in Shaft. A little yeah, bit of a, he is. Yeah. But it's fun. Uh, yeah. You know. It was Shaft. Come on. Come on. All right, so Vince. Yes. Would you recommend that people watch Shaft? You kind of have to. Yeah? You kind of have to watch Shaft. Like, you have to watch Shaft. Like, you have to watch Shaft at least once and say, okay, now I've seen Shaft. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Very quick. Um, I don't think it hits as hard in 2020 these images but but I think it's still really I think it's really effective I think again maybe my favorite opening sequence of oh 
do I want to like do I want to say a black film? Like I lo- like I love the moment he ascends, comes out of the, the comes out of the subway, and then the music hits, and and he's walking through the traffic, and he's walking against the traffic, and mm-hmm. he bangs on the car, and you know gives the guy the, the finger, finger, and but it's just so full and rich, and I, I love. I love the um, performances outside of Richard Roundtree. Mm-hmm. Moses Gunn is amazing. Yeah, like like I like Moses Gunn comes this close. If Moses Gunn was in one more scene in he this stole movie, the movie, he would have stolen the movie. He would have stole the movie. He is so good. Yeah, he actually disappears like like halfway through the movie. I think they got to get. Shame. I think they have to get rid of him. Yeah, because he's so good and. Frankly, he's smarter than Shaft. Yeah. Like, you can tell that he's two, three steps ahead of Shaft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And since the movie is called Shaft, you gotta you, get, right, you got to just get him off stage. You're pulling focus, Moses. And, and I, think it's, I think it's significant that he, is, he returns in Shaft's big score. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Shaft. You know who else I like? I like um, Bundini. Yes, who plays his like his henchman, his top guy. He ain't had to throw him out that window. <laughs> you and I are going to dance one Shad day. Shaft, you're going to dance one day. Snowflake. Oh, I love that Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. I would recommend people see Shaft. Yeah, you got to watch Shaft. I would Shaft. recommend it. It's like, yeah, does it have his thing with it? Sure, it does. But you're right. It's one of, it's one of the things that is it's in the pantheon of black films. Yeah. It's one of the films you have to see, you have to experience. If you, um, it's one of those films... That I wouldn't mind seeing return to like one of those repertory theaters and yeah. being up on a big screen again. I've never seen it on a big screen. I bet it's yeah, beautiful on a big screen. Yeah, uh, Scheme Richards over there, obviously idling for his own spot on the show, is letting people know that he's seen it on a big screen. What was it in Japan? Germany. It was in Germany. So this is Shaft right here. This is a real sh- there. Yeah, yeah, he's Shaft. You're so cosmopolitan. You're sitting over there having an espresso. Having an espresso, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shaft has an espresso in 1971. That's true. That's true. That's a nice scene. Uh, yeah. And that's a different... See, again, that's another scene where it would have... Under the average director, that black man in oh, yeah. dark browns would have been lost in that dark theater, but he just pops. I mean, when he does change into his black leather jacket, so it's and like leather the, pants and the leather pants and the black turtleneck, and it's at night. You you are one hundred percent right. Yeah. You are one hundred percent right. A lesser or or a director who doesn't because that's the other thing. I think Gordon Parks loves blackness, and it comes across like just these images and and these you, you know again these deep rich browns mm-hmm. and it's it's yeah. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. It's a great film, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not treated yourself to Shaft's, check out Shaft 19, from 1971. Watch Shaft's big score. Listen to Shaft <laughs> in Africa. Listen to Shaft in Africa. Are you man enough? <laughs> and then stop. And then stop. No. <laughs> no level busting. <laughs> you can see busting rhymes and other things. You see busting rhymes and other things. You can things. see uh, in other things. Before we shut this down, I, I didn't know if anybody had any like comments or questions that they may want to share or, or ask. No? Okay. Yes. Yes. 
You trying to say all black people look alike? Yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe it was a big plantation. I don't know. Just a big wow. Plantation. It's wow! A big plantation. We, wow! That's just, where we're going with this. We're just, just going to let it lay there. Just let it lay there. It's how I'm in the joke. I'm in the joke. I'm in it there. Have anybody mentioned that to you? It comes up periodically. It comes up. I think pre- it's the beards. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Two gray beards. That look dope together. That look dope together. It was like a working. It was a working title of. of it was before we settled on Michelle Mission. <laughs> Two gray beards that look dope together, but then the algorithm was bringing us a different. Yeah, we were getting all types of. He was right. He was like, "Whoa, it's not that kind of podcast." Yeah, people were going to the wrong website. It right, wasn't, so wasn't pretty. Any? Other- <laughs> have, you done, have you done Willie Dynamite? You know what? We have not done Willie Dynamite. Okay, here's the reason we have why we haven't done, done Willie, Willie Dynamite. Dynamite. If Vince had his druthers, I was about to say I've been keeping we do every in my, movie right. in the seventies, right. and then we'd end the show. Yes, yes. But, but so Willie Dynamite is coming. We are going to collectivize <laughs> because I have vision. He's got to have vision. Got to have vision. So that, but no, we've not done Willie Dynamite. We have not done Willie Dynamite. I have never seen Willie Dynamite. <laughs> see, boy, you know, see, you know that's like catnip to me when you say you've never seen it. I know. I've, I've never seen it. Gordon from Sesame Street. Really? First Gordon from Sesame Street. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I'm with that. Well, I'm in. I'm in. Well, I mean, Morgan Freeman was the easy, re- easy uh, hey, reader. Morgan, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's yeah, all good. Yeah, he was. Any other questions Any before other? we shut this I do think you should stand up and let everyone see the splendor. The, the splendor. Splendor and... Excuse me? When did I get this shirt? You're a clown. Turn around. Do a, little, do a little twirl for them. That's right. They hate for you to leave, but they sure do like to watch you walk away. There you go. <laughs> You've, you've done this before, haven't you? I have. <laughs> I want to I say that I, I, uh, I bought them for the show, but I actually the shirt, I kind of just saw it and thought it was kind of light. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, and then the pants. And then the pants. I, I, I couldn't get platform shoes. I'm a fan of the pants. Like, we talk about the shirt, but I like the pants. Then why didn't you buy? Oh, easy. I didn't say I was going to wear the pants. <laughs> I said I like them. Slow down. <laughs> now I have to find someplace else to wear these pants. <laughs> I guess you do. Maybe I would go to like a Saturday Night Fever convention or something. <laughs> or something. That'll be cool. Yeah, it, it, it certainly would be. And then I can get like a slick, you know, like a perm. Absolutely. I get a perm with. See, the problem is I'm just going to support you in anything that you come up with. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there's a white party coming there's up. There's a there white party coming up. I'm sure there's some type of cruise. Tom Joyner, Ricky Smiley, or one of them. Go have some t- Sinbad. Sinbad still do them things. Sinbad still Sinbad. do cruises. I don't, I don't, I don't like know. The soul. It'll be some shrimp involved, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. 
I guess we should shut this down <laughs> right now. Um, Vince. Yes, Lynn. It has been one of the biggest pleasures of my it life. Absolutely. Doing this show a, with you, a, dude. Again, the, the biggest thing. I cannot believe it's been 200 episodes. I didn't think we'd make it to 10. I, I did. You did? I did. I know. I, I did. Know. Do you remember what our first film was? Oh, um, Uptown Saturday Night. That's right. Uptown Saturday always. Yeah, that was it. That was our first one. And what's going to be our last film? Meteor Man. That's right. Meteor Man. <laughs> like when we, when, we, when we finally put a bow on this, the last film we will do will be Robert Townsend's Meteor Man. Yes. So, but that'll be long. Oh, don't worry. Like, like we'll all be living in caves or something by then because between the climate and war and... We probably shouldn't end on that. No. That's probably a downer. Yeah, that's end on a more Talking about climate and yeah. war and a coronavirus. And just, oh, Jesus. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. This isn't good. No. All right. And yet you continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you thank to you World Cafe Live for letting us do our show. Thank you all for supporting us on our endeavor. Thank you for each and every one of you that supports our show. Uh, thank you to Scheme Richards, CJ Scheme Richards. Thank you to our sound man, Kelvin, back there. What's up, Kelvin? Kelvin, the sound man. And I and I I would be remiss, and I would be shot in the streets if I not did not uh, give a little love to my my first podcast home, my my fellow Black Tribbles. Hey, give it up for the Tribbles. Anyone you want to shout out? I shouted out everybody. Shout out, you know, of course, my lovely wife. You got always shout out my lovely wife. And my lovely brother. I'll shout out my lovely brother. There you go. And my lovely sisters. And, and lovely sisters. That's right. And you. <laughs> shout out to Lynn. Yeah. Well, thank you. Absolutely. All right. You, you could have sworn what? Daddy, this is not daddy's shirt. My father never had a shirt that looked like this. No, he didn't. Oh, oh. Well, we'll go out on that. Note. That's the note we will go out yes. on. Uh, this has been our 200th episode. We've got yes. many, many more. You many can find more. us on MichaudeMission.com. That's where all of our shows are. If you like podcasts, any place that you find podcasts, look up the Michaud Mission. That's where we'll be, M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X. The Michaud Mission, uh, we air in an edited form every Saturday at yes. 1 p.m. on WPPM, People Powered Media, Philly Cam, here in the city of Brotherly Love, 106.5 FM. And you can wake up with the Show Mission every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on 91.7 FM, the voice of Drexel University. Yes. And the Show Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate Podcast Network, Podglomerate Curated Podcast, just for your listening pleasure. I did it. I covered it. You, you, you killed it. You nailed there you it. Go. All right. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, he's Vince. I'm Len. And in parting, we say we'll see you when it's time to meet again. Thank you. Yes. Right.
we got pins. And we got pins for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, we'll open it up. It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.